I'm so excited. It's time for... Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. You understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, someone's been someone's been up late at night working yes. at their computer. Is that your work, Polly? <laughs> Absolutely. I can tell that he's you're been right. in a mood this week, and he's he creating has, gold. He's and he's having fun. He's having he's fun having here on the radio. He's, he's making a, a comeback. Time. It's been a fun week of the show. We were talking about it yesterday. We go. It's been a fun couple of days of this Baldwin show. Ed, Ed still hates him, but he's, yeah, he's, but he's having fun. Whatever. We're having fun in here. We're gonna play. So what? After ten years in the G League, Andre Ing- Ingram. Shot for 19 points last night as a rookie for the Los Angeles Lakers. He was called up after nice. 10 years in the G League. I'm going to say, 32 years old, 10 years in the G League. I'm going to say it's not a so what. But I got I got. Here's the part that's mind boggling about this story. <laughs> so he's got a two day contract for twenty six thousand um, dollars, thirteen five I think or, or whatever it is, twenty seven thousand. Why? Where's this guy going? You don't give this guy like a, a few more games to see if can he keep this up or is was he? I don't know enough about the story. Was he? I've only seen the highlights of him scoring 19. He was dropping threes left and right. The fans went nuts for him. Is somebody injured that's coming back or suspended that they brought him up? I mean, it's, um, it's crazy. Why, is the, why would they let him go? He shot six for eight, four for five from three. Four for five <laughs> from three. <laughs> and uh, he's not gonna and he did it again. against Houston. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like he did it against some schleps. I think it's one of those kind of... Cinderella stories, like this yeah, but, kid's but, in the G League for 10 years. Right, but I'm not looking at that. What I'm looking at is, so he, there's an interview with him saying that when Magic walked in, he thought it was because he was getting told that his, his career was over. Mm-hmm. And so Magic walks in and goes, no, we actually want to bring you up to the Lakers. He's like, really? 10 years he's been waiting. So he goes out. He's, he's got one more game on his contract. It was a two-game contract. After the effort that he made last night, how is this guy not a Laker? What they did is they were bringing him in for an exit interview because he'd played 10 years. They brought him into a boardroom and basically said, hey, you want to go play in the big leagues? So he did. That's what he did. He shot f- four So this five. was like a parting gift for him? Kind of, yeah. So they said, thanks for playing for our organization for 10 years. You're out. He said, you have, they said, you have two final games left. Go and play them on the Lakers. He... uh he apparently, in order to make ends meet, is a high school math tutor. He's a math yeah. tutor, yeah. Also, and he's, yeah. It, it's a crazy story. He's a, the leading three-point shooter in G League history, also. So. Oh, so this was like a, a thank you for 10 years of hard work, and uh, so this was a parting gift. Yeah. I would re-examine that if I was the Lakers. The Lakers are not that good right now. That they can the afford best it. player, I think, he's last He's not going to do that again. At 32, you don't think? You know, I, uh, w- but okay, so 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 it's the Roy Hobbs. I, I, so wait, hey, hey, this is the Roy Hobbs thing. So, uh, hey, coach, can I get in there for batting practice? Sit down, Hobbs. You're gonna take a break on this one, Hobbs. And then one day he goes, Hobbs, get in there and hit a few. Let's see what you got. And he gets on you all morning, and you go, um, let me check that bat. You know, like, <laughs> you know, there's no, do you not? Put him up to see what he's going to do. Again. I, mean, I think that's crazy. Daniel's got a good point. In his ten years in the G League, he made seven hundred and thirteen three pointers. There's a it's a, it's not a fine line between the G League and the NBA. I don't think it's a big difference. You think? I think so. Okay, I think there's a big difference between playing in the G League and the NBA too. Mm-hmm. But if you get up to bat and you played in the minors, and it's great. Michael Jordan batted too. If Michael Jordan got into the majors, he'd have batted. You know. Oh point point nine. You know, he would have. They would. Everyone would have struck him out. 
This guy came up to the Yankees just now, and he batted 425. And so you got to say, well, maybe we want to get, in my opinion, maybe we want to take a look at him. So, again, let's see what he does the next game. But if he scores 15 in the next game, he's not a, an eighth guy on the bench with the Lakers. Right? The Lakers suck. They suck. Which is why they put him in. Games left. That's exactly why they put him in. They said, "Hey, let's have fun." Yeah. It's like you know, like if if the Mets are out of it, they'll call Tebow up. You know, it's the same thing. Let's let's let the guy from American University come up and chuck some threes in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's a great story. It's a great story. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't think he's got staying ability. He yeah. can do the two-game contract. The Lakers going to the, they're going to the no, playoffs? No, they're going anywhere, right? That's what they got that's nothing they left. Didn't care. They were just saying thank you to the guy. Thanks for your service. Here's your parting gift. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. The Red Sox you. beat the Yankees 14-1 to last night for their ninth win in a row. This might be my first combination. So what? Not so what? What do you got? Uh, I think the Yankees, uh, it's too early in the season to hit the panic button, but you've got to beat. The team's ahead of you, and they're just falling further and further. The Red Sox got lucky in the fact that they had the the Rays in Miami early on so they could build up a cushion over the Yankees, and now they're going head-to-head, and they're just building that, you know, they're just building space between They're 9-1 and one right now for the yeah. first time in franchise history. And, and they're not going to keep that up. And, no. And, and, and I, I usually don't even watch the scoreboard or what's going on in baseball until August anyway because it really doesn't matter. Um, but... The one thing you don't want to let happen is that you fall behind by 13 or something. I mean, then then it becomes a matter of... They gave of, up four home runs to Mookie Betts. He went four for four. Nice day, Mook. <laughs> I mean, <that's, laughs> he hit four home runs in a game? Yes! I'm oh, sorry, no, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. He went four for four, drew in four runs. Drew in oh, four runs. He had four RBIs. Yeah. yeah, four RBIs. Yeah. I was like, I slept through that one. That doesn't happen four very home runs? No, I think that's, that's, that's rarer than a no-hitter. Four home runs in a game is rarer than... Yeah, it is probably rarer than a no-hitter. Uh, Yankees are already four and a half back. You know, you they got to come out and win. You don't want to go out of this series six games back. Well, you know? because of the number of games involved in baseball and because of the... Um, uh, the baseball has is the only game that has, in my opinion, a third entity. There's offense and defense. You know, and you can say special teams, are, but baseball has offense, defense, and pitching. And because pitching is such a factor, equal to maybe even more, if I was to have to pick between having a great offensive team or a great pitching staff, I think I would take a great pitching staff over a great offensive team. Um, I really would. So uh, because of that third entity, there's ebb and flow that goes on in the season. It takes one guy who wins, who's on pace to win 22 to go out for a little while, and suddenly you got you know this guy who comes up and the other team shell him, you know. So there's, there's going to be a month where Boston loses more games oh, than they win for sure. Absolutely, and the other thing is, Yankee fans need not panic. Is that what they did last year was so far ahead of schedule, and I think that's just a perspective. Yankee fans are very spoiled, and uh, you know are used to winning. And what happened last year was great. But that's a young team still, yeah. and you're banking on a lot of young players there, whereas they might have that sophomore slump and take a step back, and then next year might be the year. But just just don't panic, Yankee fans. Well, and also, too, if you've got two or three guys that are, are home run hitters, you'd much rather have two or three guys that bat 
close to 400 yeah. and then have a home run hitters. Well, yeah, you'd like someone on base for them. Well, well, you, well you know? but look at Stanton. He's he's a he's a he's Mickey Mantle. You know, he's going to hit 50 anyway because he swings and when he hits the ball, he hits it out of the park or he misses the whole thing in its entirety. And that's going to that's a kind of he's not a batting average hitter. I liked seeing Judge actually hitting for some numbers too and not not just being known as as a home runner, he's actually got a pretty decent stroke. He may hit, have a de- decent batting average versus his home run percentage. It's when you can have both, or you're a threat to hit a bomb, and you still bat over 300, that you become really dangerous in the league. Because they know you're going to get a certain amount of home runs, Kenseiko, Maguire, those guys. But are you going to do it and bat 210? Who cares? But if you're going to do it and bat 290, that's way different. What's your take, Josh? I, I, I don't follow the teams close enough to know, but I do see that there's a lot of panic around the Yankees, and to have a loss like that... <laughs> he just tried to throw you under the bus so hard. I think to have a loss like nice that... Nice comeback, Josh. He came back very studious, came right in, and you totally intended to try to crush him. You did. Look at Fine. He's at his best and has the most fun when he tries to embarrass us. Or oh, he it. loves it. He loves bringing up my Rotten Tomato movies. Yeah, he loves it. And look at him. He's twirling. He, so loves, to ter- he loves to tear everybody well, down. I, Josh he, just had this glazed over look on his face like he wasn't even listening to the word we said. So. No, I was just trying to get enough info on the next so up, but I know he, what you're talking about. He is the quintessential troublemaker. He really he, is. He's so much like my brother Steven. He stirs the pot. My brother Steven planted his little head in between my mother's giant melon boobs. <laughs> For, for like 10 years of his life, he would come over and he'd whack you in the back of the head with something while you're watching, and you'd get up, and you knew you were going to kill him, yeah. and then he'd run and nussle up in between my mom's boobs and go, Mom, Daniel's hitting me, and my mother go, and she'd start rubbing his head going, poor little lamb. I don't lamb. hide. I don't hide. No, he he loves it. it. You I hide. throw it out there, and then I like to watch the... The carnage. He, that said, I he calls it throwing chum in the water. He, it's he, like does, he does. He's chumming. He chums the water. He's ch- and but, but he's not chumming innocently. He's chumming knowing you're in the water. Yeah. You're in the water fixing a rope, and he starts chumming while you're in the, yeah, yeah, the back yeah, of the yeah, rope. Yeah. Propeller starts tearing it up. Shark fins start coming in. He doesn't say anything. He's like, oh, that's the thing yeah. I see a shark over there. Careful. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what he's doing. He's chumming uh, while we're swimming. More allegations have come out as we continue So What against different... ACC teams, including the fact that sham invoices to recruits for NC State and Kansas uh, was paying people upwards of $90,000 to get players to play there. And the other point that has come up is that a top-rated high school basketball player was outbid by another school's athletic company, meaning the way they quoted it in this, another school sponsored by a rival athletic apparel company outbid its rival, So either Under Armour or Nike outbid... Adidas. Adidas. To get a player to go to Kansas. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. I mean, just make it a business. It's a business. They're peeling the onion back, man, and they're showing a lot, a lot of dirty layers. The ACC is filthy right now. The ACC is filthy. I want to know what's going on at Duke. Who knows? Who knows well, they're anymore? Too, they're too squeaky clean right now for me. It makes me scared for them. Louisville, yeah, why is Duke not getting any dirt yeah, on Nothing. Louisville, NC State, yeah. Miami, well, all in trouble with it. I grew up in the Louisville mentality era. Yeah, they didn't care. Guys drove really nice cars <laughs> on campus. <laughs> yeah, right. And they looked at each other. Or Miami Hurricanes, you know? Yeah. When, when, back when, when uh, uh, Jim Kelly and those guys played, they pulled up in a brand new Cadillac Escalade and they went, that's right, I got a car. And you accepted it. Like new yeah. NLV back in the day. Right. Yo, for sure, Tarkanian's teams. Are you kidding me? But, but, but the reality of it is, 
I have less of a problem with somebody putting it right out there saying, yes, this is what we do. That's what we do. You know why? Because there's millions of dollars in television revenue that are being generated, and we're sharing the wealth with our kids. They got a car. Great. I, I, I think that's way more realistic. Way more realistic. Got anything else? Uh, I was just going to say in that story, the, it's they're pointing out a specific Adidas executive who made payments to the families. It seems like a lot of them are just going to like the parents and saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, you uh, here's ninety thousand dollars." The thing is, I wonder if the kids know. That's where I get bothered. Are mom and dad taking checks and not telling the kid? Okay, so 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 listen to this now. I want to I want to ask you this question because um, I, I'm pretty sure this is still America, and I'm allowed to do this. So what's this new kid that just came off the radar? He left. He's not going to pit. Basketball player. Bryce Golden. Okay. So Golden, right? Yeah. Whitest name ever. Okay. Bryce Golden. So I'll put it on the radio right now. Bryce Golden's father, whatever you do for a living, if you'd like to come a couple weekends and shoot in a movie, I'm sure I can come up with 50 grand for you. I'm sure I can come up with 50 grand for you. Of course, that would be contingent on um, having an interest in you and your family down the road. I can't. I can't say that. I can't say that, or, or better yet, I can't say that. Um, should you find yourself in Syracuse more often? No, you can't. They, they Why can't I say that? Because that is luring a kid in. I'm not talking. I'm not talking to the kid. I don't care what the kid does. Can't you hear my voice yet? I don't care, <laughs> I don't care what the kid does. No, the, kid. The kid could go. The kid could go to NC State, but if. Mr. Golden finds himself in and around the Syracuse well, area. Yeah, that, then, then, then I might be able to sign some type of a deal for. Of course, you should be able to do that. And if, and that and that actually is stupid. I'm just bringing it up because that's what's going on. That's what they're doing. They're making the fathers coaches now. They weren't professional coaches. They have no background in coaching except for the fact that they got some kid that ended up being 6'10 who can really shoot. And 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 so suddenly they're a coach. It's some, oh, it's such BS. Listen, tell the kid here's how much you make to play in the ACC. There's a cap on it. You get your education. You get all the stuff you get for a full ride. And we throw you an extra blank amount of money You know, per season, per game, whatever. Listen, if they paid more pros Per game in their contract, it'd be a much more honest system. Or better yet, how about you? Here's a great thing to do for, say, Stanton. Oh my God, he signed for blah 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 millions. I'll give you three hundred thousand dollars per home run. You what? I'll give you three hundred thousand dollars per home run you hit. If he hits fifty home runs, he made a lot of money. Yeah. So every time you hit the ball at the park, I'll give you three hundred. That's the that's the greatest way. The entire contract to be incentive driven. That's the greatest way to pay somebody. Same thing in the basketball. Tyus Battle scores 20 points a game. Every time you crack 20, 20 or better, you get another 10 grand. You know what I mean? Like, why not? Yeah. That's a great way to do it. I I think it just showcases there's a lot of dirty laundry being aired out. What's going on at Duke, man? What's What's going going on at Duke? I love that you're just trying to stir that pot. I am. I'm so (laughs) trying to stir that pot. Watch nothing. It's like they're the cleanest program ever. No, 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 no. Watch. It'll be be like the... uh, um, the CIA and the government papers will be 25 years later. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be really crumply and old working on the radio station going, did you hear what those papers about Krzyzewski? I knew, <laughs> I knew he was dirty. <laughs> and then finally, quickly, Necco Wafers going out of business. The company that makes the Necco Wafers candy, the chalk candy. Ugh. They're yeah, so going out of business. Yeah, so <laughs> so, we'll so it's going to break. ESPN Radio. <laughs> 
Hi, it's Jim Beheim, and you're listening to the Pulse of the Orange, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, we're back. I got nothing in the head. You're messing right. with everybody's volume. <laughs> Yeah. Careful how you talk to me. I'm going to call a great one. Oh, uh, please don't. All right, calling him right now. No, please. We're good. We're good. Everybody's no, good. I want to call him. No, don't call him. Joe Salzone in the studio. Is known. Joe, how did the thing go today? Yeah, he was on TV, was on, for, on TV? for the Auburn Orchestra. Yeah. It's funny that we have the average white band playing when we have a below average white man. He's on a roll. He's he on is. a roll just He's taking alive. everybody down with him. Yeah. He is. It's like the wake of destruction. You know, when you see one of those stories, those sad stories of a guy who drives his car through a, a whole bunch of people waiting online in a theater. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. That's market. what he does. That's what he's like every day. He every day. Here. I'm the just, ISIS of humor. He does. <laughs> oh, my God. He's <laughs> the ISIS of just humor. destroy everything in my can, way. Can you, can you somehow come up with a term and, go, and, and, and oh. own that trademark? Because you are the ISIS I of life. Like the funny jihad. The, the oh. ISIS of... <laughs> You're the, you're the ISIS of radio for sure. You're the ISIS you are. Can I leave now? This is a, the ISIS this is career of ending. <laughs> All right, Joey. So you're on an Auburn television station, big time. You know what, uh, Daniel? You'll understand this. I underestimated how bright and how hot the lights are. Oh God, you sweat your. Yeah, it, so you, you you sit down. Are you guys talking actor to actor now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Having a real yeah. conversation. Yeah. 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 You guys are out. You're the ISIS of radio. <laughs> There's a couple of us on camera performers are connecting yeah, right sorry. now. Go ahead. Yes, yeah. I know what you mean, Joe. <laughs> so we were given instructions because it was it was me and it was the conductor on the show. We were told mm-hmm. don't look at the camera because you can't see the cameras because of all the lights. Just Look at the host, which is kind of unnatural. I'm not used to just staring at someone. Well, as you know, Joe, that's called breaking the fourth wall. Ah. But go ahead, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it went well. I was nervous. I was very nervous. To be yeah. on a public access station yeah. in Auburn? Yes. Okay. Well, you say that, but then I have had people before, and all, at one time, actually, I had to threaten the guy. So I had to make a choice right then. I was directing the picture and I'm acting it. And the guy, you know, never take some friend's word for it. So, hey, this is my buddy, Luigi. He's been in 14 movies. So I look at his resume and it's the writer of the film that I'm directing, right? <laughs> Look at his resume. He was in Kiss of the Spider Woman. He had scenes, supposedly, on his resume, uh, scenes with, uh, what's her name from, uh, that did Beetlejuice, Gina Davis. So I turn around and I go, okay, well, he's far overqualified to do two lines in my movie. So I looked at his picture. He fit the bill. He was the right age. I hire the guy, sight unseen. Hmm. So now the is the big climactic, you know, I come skidding in the car, I get out, the, the the terrorists are shooting at me, I'm ducking bullets, I dive over the seat and get the big gun, I can't come up, he comes pulling up in the other cop car and he has to go, Frank, look out, they're behind you, Frank, Frank, look out, you know, whatever. So we, we do the skidding, we do all this stuff, and we turn around and my first AD, the first assistant director comes to me and goes, we got a bit of a problem. Luigi is vapor locked behind the wheel of the car. He can't, his white knuckle holding on the steering wheel, he's almost in like a, a catatonic shock. He cannot, he had to drive the car up while I skidded. We did everything else, now it's his turn. So I walk over and I, I look in the window and I go, hey, Luigi, you all right, buddy? And he, he, he won't, 
He's barely moving his lips. I went, all right, let's take a break. And I excuse everyone off the set. I went back. I went, hey, bro, we have to shoot you now. And I'm married to you. You've been in every one of these shots. We have to get this done. Are you going to, you want to step out of the car? Uh, 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 He can, he's making like sounds like out of his throat from deep down. So finally I went, Hey, listen, I'm giving you five blanking minutes right now to get your stuff together. And then I'm turning that camera on. And guess what? You're going to move your lips or I'm going to lean in this car. And and, and I think I told him I was going to beat him or something. (laughs) He's like a 40 year old man. I go, or I will beat your ass. Do you understand? So just move your lips and I'll lay the sound in later. But now nod. And he kind of nodded a little bit. So it was great because I have a radio in my car. I have to overlap because in the wide shot. And he goes, uh, look out, Tom people and things and happening careful <laughs> like, as long as his lips move yeah. I didn't really care yeah. <laughs> he, he said anything as long as his lips are moving because I could lay in somebody else going watch out yeah, right, right. <laughs> it was great right. but it, it, it is harder than you think yeah um, when they move in with a camera really close to you and you've got somebody else talking to you you have to memorize pages of dialogue and you start sweating and you're talking, yeah it's 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 uh if everybody could do it everybody would be doing it well, right I, so. and i'm self-conscious just naturally no you shouldn't and, yeah thank you <laughs> uh uh so knowing that there are cameras and bright lights uh, it was the most self-conscious i've been in a long time yeah, you should try doing a love scene with a nope. girl that's like 25 in really good shape. Can we please make that happen, Daniel? I mean, you've well, got to have connections to force Joe Selzone into the most awkward sex scene you've ever written or produced or directed. What about Isis over here? He can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> he can make that happen in a phone call. He makes that happen twice a week for himself in a phone call. Hey now! Next time you have to do a movie where there needs to be a love scene, please have just uh, have Joe Salzone in it. What kind of weird after-school special is that with Joe Salzone <laughs> making out with someone? <laughs> way out of his league. Way out of his league. She has a fetish for weird guys. That's the story. You know what he, yeah. could, you know what he could do though? He could lose a few do. pounds. <laughs> wow! Oh, All right, you just on a roll. Huh? I love Joe. Uh, I do. I really do. No, we could have him be like uh, 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 the red herring. You know, we could have it look like I'll have him come into the bar when they're looking for the for the pedophile killer, <laughs> and then have Joe come walking in, that sit down, funny. and start doing a little bit of drooling. They were like, "That's got to be him." It turns out he's just a band leader guy. He's a nice guy. He just came for a band. All right, we gotta go to break. We'll come back. It's ESPN Radio. The Stanley Cup. Win that your name is forever etched in hockey immortality. Inscribed as a record of achievement. Engraved as a validation for victory. will be next the nhl playoffs get all the news scores and highlights right here espn 97.7 and 100.1 follow the nba playoffs on espn radio am 1200 this is the daniel baldwin show presented by del lago resort and casino Just dead air right now with you over there. 
Look at him. It wasn't me. You were telling a dirty story. <laughs> so, 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 with a minute left, uh, Josh had a great revelation on his show. Oh. What, 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 what the subject was what you would do for a million dollars. Paulie's got the police out button. manager of this radio station, I'm vetoing this what topic you, immediately. You, you're vetoing it? Yes. It's over? Yes. Oh. No. This, that topic yeah, is good for our stupid Why is that okay at your station? We can't do that here. we are grown <laughs> adults in this room. Yeah, They're not grown adults on Josh's No. Room. God, no. We are no? immature no. children. Wow. <laughs> immature you children. You just made my heart shoot Guys, out of my him? chest. <laughs> I haven't seen his hand go to a Joel Salzone up by the... There's a red button in here. It's like a kill button that rolls the show back ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you know, you, therefore, you cannot say if you if you slip and say a four letter word or you do something inappropriate. Are there paddles in this building? <laughs> what was the character that go? Hamana, 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 Josh would do for a million dollars. That would right. I gotta find ways to find ah. find ways of demonstrating it without <laughs> look at so without actually saying. All right, <laughs> the eleven parents coming up. Uh. Take us out, Paulie. There Paulie. you go. All right, back tomorrow. Uh. CSPN Radio. <laughs>